Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. Today, we have a Q&A again. We got two Q&As this week. We got a lot of good questions, so we thought we'd take the opportunity to answer them all. Yeah, uh, and if you have questions, leave them. In the form for us. Uh, we always appreciate the questions. Uh, there is like countless ways to do it now. If you're on Spotify, you can click the green button. If you are in anything, you can click the link in the description of the podcast and just go to the form, uh, which just requires a name, which you don't have to actually fill out. You can put whatever you want. And then you can fill out a long form question. Then, of course, you can wait for me to post on Instagram. But it's not always guaranteed that I do. So please click the link in the description. Or if you're randomly thinking of something that you wish a fitness professional, a business professional, anybody like that would answer, just go to my Instagram, go to the Tailored Coaching Method Instagram, go over to the podcast, click the link, fill out the form. Um, Shit, it would be smart of anybody who wants to get as much personal development as possible to just save that link in your browser, on your phone, in your notes or whatever. And you can just go there. When you have a question, it's burning in your head, just go to that link, click it, boom, head over to the Q&A form and just fill it out for us. Plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Um... Did you see, have you checked Instagram today? Did you see the video I tagged you in on my story? Oh, yeah. Sick. Yes. It was really cool to go in there. Yeah. The guys just, like, looked at me like, why is this guy walking? Because the landlord wasn't there. Yeah. He's like, just show up whenever. I just walked in, and they were just kind of looking at me. Then I started filming. I think they gave me that look like he must be involved somehow. (laughs) But, uh, and I was talking. Context? Yeah. What? Want to give context. Yeah, the new HQ. Yeah. If you are not following me, uh, and didn't, or if you are following me, didn't see it. I, uh, if you're not, shared it on my story. If you're not, yeah, go ahead, Cody McBroom on Instagram. Uh, I'll be definitely documenting that as much as possible. Every time I head over there, I'm gonna film it in some way or shape or form. Um, and then we'll probably create content as we're like getting in there, obviously. Um, which man, it's gonna be like that's gonna be a busy week. Yes. When we, because we're gonna, it's gonna. Realistically, honestly, it's going to be a busy day. If you think about it, we're going to move. It's going to be a busy two weeks. That's when our TCM meetup is. Give or Fe- t- it depends when. February. Hopefully, we'll be in there before February. Okay. But even if even if if we do get in there February 1st, like it is on paper, which myself, obviously, but the landlord even said he has a goal to get us in before then, January, um, it will be a busy week. But we'll still have to get in before we leave because I think that starts on the 4th. That's what I mean. It'll be busy two weeks. Yeah. Um. Well, if we get in the first, I think our meetup's on the 4th, isn't it? 5th. The 5th? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we would, the first must be on like a Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Um, but, and for more context, meetup, we do two meetups a year as a team since we're all online, and we are going to Austin in February as a team. We are. Are you? <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah. Um, I'm just not staying in the same house. The house is Dope, though. I'm jealous. Nice. I mean, I'm not jealous because I'll be there every day with you guys. <laughs> I'm just not going to sleep there. Um, but the uh, but I'm, like, already looking for movers because I'm like, man, there's no way in hell you and I are moving this shit. Yeah. I'll take you know? weeks. And even if I had, like, if I hit up all the homies to come help, I hate to say it, but I still wouldn't have you do anything because I'd be like, dude, I want you to film and take pictures of this. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll click the camera button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, hey, uh, move that lap pull down a little bit this way. <laughs> But um, and smile, yeah, <laughs> no shit. That, but that, that's the thing is like some of that shit is just so big. If if it wasn't for the lap pull down and the cable tower, 
I'd probably be like, you know what? I think we can do it on our own. Yeah. Because some of it is like obviously big, but like two guys can pick up the treadmill and get it in the back the of a truck. hyper isn't bad. No, the GHR is awkward, but not bad. But yeah, there's some of those just like too much. So um, I'm looking right now, but we'll get somebody to move us over. Probably that's why I said one day. It's going to be a busy day because when you hire movers, it's like, all right, when can you be there? We're getting it all done today. Damn. You know, and if, if this winter has told you anything, it yeah. might be fucking snowing while yeah. we're doing this. That's going to be an epic day. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can do it one day, with even with movers. Uh, well, the moving of the equipment stuff will have to be. You'll pay them for a day, and they'll move all that shit. They're professionals. You know what I mean? They'll move all that shit. As far as me and you, that's probably going to be multiple days. Yeah. Like, organizing, getting the mats laid down, getting the turf where we want it to be, like, everything like that. Yeah. But then you think about it. Um, I'm going to send in the notice for this soon, not notice, but inquiry, but like, uh, the big tailored light up sign on the outside of the building is going to have to go up the, uh, inside. We're going to have to do stencil paint or sticker or something to get our logo on the gym side. There's going to be a lot to do, Yeah, you know, podcast furniture. Yes. Especially if we have local people start coming by, Mm -hmm. we need that stencil up. Yeah. I don't know what capacity we're going to have people come by you know yet i but i do want i want people wondering what the fuck that is yeah Yeah. but i mean if we we have like charity things 100 percent, yeah Yeah, stuff like that for sure uh i figure we might do like a grand opening party or something not like right away but like in spring yeah you know after a month or two when it starts getting better (laughs) weather yeah just invite like i mean shit between um i mean I would consider my friend now too, but Drew with the Cairo and then Amber with V, like we have local businesses that would come and hang out. I tell the guys at Blue Max, I'm in there fucking every week for meat, butcher shop, but I think that'd be cool. That would. Um, That's a great idea. The PT right next door, like just have people out, you know, but uh, nonetheless, like we'll have a QR code on the front and stuff. But yeah, the building is cool. Like I was kind of taking everybody through it to your best. It's framed, so there's no drywall, so you can see through it. But, like, as you, you go in, there's, like, a very small area. We didn't want a huge lobby, but it's a very small area with, like, a big window that looks out to the gym. So right when you walk in, you can look th- into the gym area, and then there's three back-to-back offices. Four. On the left? On the left. They're touching the uh, gym? Yes, uh. correct. And then the wall to the right will be our neighbors, uh. who has basically got this, because I took half of their unit which is basically they, which worked out. It's so weird how things work out, man. Like, I'm like, hey, like, one unit is too small, but two units is too big. What, like, I don't know if I'm, I want to. One and a half. And he's like, well, the guy next to you said that one's too big. He literally wants a conference room, like one boardroom meeting for his people to meet up in between their areas because they're, I'm assuming half of them are, like, towards Enumclaw and then other half are towards the city and, like, they meet in the middle. Wow. I was like, who the fuck wants a half of a you unit? Did. Somebody. Cool. Perfect. So, yeah, they'll be on the right side. That way, they're not butted up to our podcast studio and stuff, just gotcha. for noise reasons. Uh, but walk in, walk in the door to the left, you see a big window, looks out to the gym, then you walk down the hall, and there's four offices in a row. It'll be, you know, Trav, uh, I don't know what we're going to do with the middle one yet, my office, and the podcast studio is a little bit bigger than the other offices, which I'm excited about that. We're going to get to redo the whole podcast studio. Yeah. You know, because, like, on camera, this kind of looks like a podcast studio, but it's also kind of not, because it's also... Front door slash your office, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, depending on which oh, front door you go is. in, I guess. But I just ensured that nobody had a key to my front door <laughs> to my office. But um, that'll be really, really cool because it'll be just its own thing. But we also need like new podcast table, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Which I'm start l- looking into a table. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh. But um, 
That'll be your thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I so. I need no measurements, though. Well, we have a, uh, we have a big, I don't remember what kind of saw it is, but it's basically like one of those big circle drill saws that you just go and just pop a hole in anything. Mm. So if we want like the hole for all the cords to go down. Yeah. Chan's dad's got that. He's got everything. Dope. Everything you need to build anything in the yeah. world. I really hope we get a podcast table that has that. The problem is, is dude, like you can get like a really nice, high quality wood, whatever. Let's say like nice tables are expensive, right? Let's so let's just throw out a random number, a thousand bucks for like a really nice, cool table. They put a, a hole with a plastic edge around it for your podcast cords. Call it a podcast table. And now it's $4,000. Yeah. Literally. Hmm. Which makes me be like, hey, Craig, father-in-law, you want to get in the podcast table business? Yeah. <laughs> fucking overpriced yeah but i would yeah like we could get away cooler table and just do the whole ourselves you know okay. but um yeah that'll be that'll be up to you to to kind of see just because i know the shape and all that will depend on the camera angles and everything but it's gonna be so dope i'm gonna go by and check it out yeah i'm excited um they should be working on it every day yep. doors wide open you can just fucking walk in there yeah um but i went there on the way to get all the client shirts yesterday but it's fucking dope i'm excited have our own offices the middle office is kind of open for um we have our head coach hopefully convincing his wife to eventually move away from sunny brazil brandon i'm talking to you <laughs> um and move to rainy washington it's yeah, great here. come on over <laughs> but uh until then we're gonna probably put the backdrop up do some do our tla shoots in there and yeah we'll have storage and look like you know couch in there and shit but yep um, that's great. Yeah. Very, very exciting stuff. I'm super, super pumped. And then uh, the possibility, I already had a couple people hit me up about the seminar. They were like, man, I heard you saying it on the podcast. Like, <laughs> is there like a wait list? Can I know first? And I was like, damn, okay. Could be no, dope. But yeah. There's not. But, <laughs> and part of the problem is too, is between uh, the team meetup, obviously us moving everything, and then 87 fucking weddings between all of our friends. Yeah. It's crazy. Everybody decided like, yeah. this is the year. Yeah. Spring and summer. Load them up. 2023. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if a seminar is actually doable. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's a couple weekdays. Who cares? Do the seminar during the week. Maybe work it out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in a private seminar, hit us up. Just literally just email me, Cody at Um, It would be training and nutrition specific. Obviously, I talk about anything, but we really want to do something like really like in-depth, very, very personal, like intimate setting 10 people 15 people max where it's just me going deep dive into programming and training and nutrition stuff like that a lot of hands-on stuff and just spend the day two days in the new tcm headquarters so oh yeah if you're interested in that hit us up let us know because we would be much more uh focused on doing it if we knew that people wanted to come out and do it with yep. us so. sure but yeah all right, we will start off some questions here. Um, we got a great one coming from Sean McCourt. Does that ring a bell? No, why? You know Sean? Sure sounds like he knows you. Uh, All right. right. I know a lot of Sean's. He said, hey, man, I've seen you are doing powerlifting type training now. Do you find it difficult to switch your mindset for that type of lifting? Or do you just trust the process or your coaches you work with? I've done mostly powerlifting training, but am on week five of your bulletproof bodybuilding now. And with the first couple weeks, I've definitely struggled with that type of shift in training. I'm really loving it uh, right now. Side notes, I cannot wait for the TLA goods to arrive. And shout out to Coach Trevor, which I have learned and changed my life because of you and him. It's just amazing. 
I have nothing but gratitude for you guys. If anyone is on the fence about coaching, I encourage you to dive in and go for it. Learn to invest in yourself. It's the best thing you could ever do. Let's fucking go. Let's go, Sean. Yes. <laughs> Love Sean. It's my new favorite, Sean. Yeah. That is dope. And uh, I had no idea. I didn't look at these questions. That's even. It's even cooler when I don't know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is so sick. Hell yeah. Um, man, I know a Sean McGuire. I know a Sean McDuffin. I know a Sean McCourt. Is that what that is? Yep. yep. Dude, like... There's a lot of Sean Mick. He says, I know Sean McCourt. Now you do. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, good shit, man. Um, I'm pumped to hear that you're you're killing it with Trevor. I'm pumped to hear that this is uh, this podcast, this the content we do, everything we've done has uh, influenced you in a positive way, man. That's why that is exactly why we do it. I think that uh, this obviously has nothing to do with your question, but there's a lot of people in life who don't sit and really try to, and this is a good exercise to do as you're going into the new year. You know, I don't know when this is going to air, but like I'm assuming with enough time to really sit down and do this before the new year's up which, or the, the current year's up, which is very soon. But like sit down and ask yourself, like, what is your purpose? Like, what are you here to do? And I think a lot of times people, they really don't know. And one of the scarier things to do is actually like ask yourself who you are. Like if you really sit down and go, who am I? And when you identify so strongly with only one thing, it's, it's kind of a sad moment to an extent, you know, because you, you realize like you, you might not be maximizing all that you can do in your life, all that you could be as a person, as a friend, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a wife, spouse, anything, you know, business owner, uh, employee, athlete, whatever you do. But sometimes people, if they're an athlete or if they're an entrepreneur or if they're a, a mom or if they're just this one thing and they only do that and they no other hobbies, no other interests, no other purpose, no other nothing it can be kind of sad. You're like, fuck. Is there more to this, you know? And if there's not, going all in on that one thing instead of just being in it, you yeah. know? I don't know. Kind of a rant. But um, the reason I said it is because I did this exercise earlier this year with uh, going through this thing with some people. And the big thing I took away from it was that, like, my purpose on earth is literally just to help people improve their life, no matter what that means. Um, and and it's it's the reason why, like, Training and nutrition, being a trainer was the first thing, then a nutritionist, then just an all-around coach, then a mentor. Now TLA and these other endeavors that we're going embarking down, which is going to involve charity and all that kind of stuff, it all just revolves around the same thing. And when I boil down to what do I love about training and nutrition most, it's about the impact it has on people, not necessarily the training itself and the nutrition itself. It is definitely the vehicle that I'm most skilled with, so I'm going to optimize it. But like when I realized that, I'm just here to help people improve their life. Just like that's when it allowed me to really go all in on that thing or not be afraid to step out of my scope of practice. Cause if I can just have a conversation with you and that improves your day, your week, your life, your month, anything, I'm all in. You know, we were talking about that earlier. Like part of that allowed me to be more open to conversations with random people. Enthusiastic. Yeah. And, and not being afraid to like give random fucking people advice that I don't know anything about. And, Actually, doesn't sound the best when you think about it because sometimes you don't have the right to do that. But if you're not afraid to have conversations with people, you can really impact people in a positive way, sometimes just by listening. You know, there's times where I've had conversations with people and I'm just listening. I don't know what to tell them, but they just need somebody to hear them. And nobody is hearing them in their own life, right? That is a huge thing. And as a coach, you do that a lot, right? You listen to people talk. You listen to people vent. You listen to people talk through their problems and through their struggles and how they're feeling because they don't have anybody in their life to talk about those things with. Yeah. 
Um, and I've even been in that position. And somebody has came and listened to me and it helped. They didn't give me an answer. But talking it through either helped me find my answer or just helped me get it out. But we were talking about it before the podcast because I've casually signed people up for coaching at random circumstances. Multiple. It's very funny, yeah. like random, the, the chiropractor that was adjusting me, then the, uh, the windshield guy who was replacing my wife's windshield, and then, like, like I told you, I have a call with a, uh, the, a guy over here that owns a company. He's taking our, our space. Yeah, he's going to be moving into this space, and so I had to exchange numbers with him to, allow, to just update him on the date when it came time. But instead of just sending him a message, I was like, I'm going to come by. And I went over there, and I gave him a message, and I was just like, what do you do? And I started, like, being inquisitive because I was generally fucking curious about what this company did. We ended up talking for like 30 minutes about dogs and cars and life and family and all this kind of stuff and what I do and fitness. And little do I know, I get a text. Yo, man, I really need to lose 25 pounds. Weeks later, you got something for me? Let's go. Of course I do. Let's talk, you know. But you just never know, man. Um, And I think being being that person is always very, very positive. I think about even, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do this. But I was this close, and I'm sure I will be able to in the future. But like uh, conversations with the grocery guy who delivers our groceries, like he doesn't actually deliver them to my house. I'm not that bougie, but pull up, you know, like the pickup style. You're just doing the Fred Meyer app or you whatever. Re- request him to do it. No, it just ends up being like the the hours he worked always reflected with when we do our weekly grocery sh- oh. shopping. You know, and we pull up <clears throat> on Sunday, and he just had to work. And then he started intentionally seeing our name and like picking us. Overly enthusiastic guy. Right. And uh, just happened to be that he loves WWE. Yeah. I mean, like, super fan. So when I told him that I trained a bunch of WWE guys, he like fucking lost it. And I was trying to get him tickets yeah. when they were in Tacoma and I couldn't, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, and it wasn't even that I couldn't because I could get extra tickets, but I ended up not being able to go and I would have had to be there to help him, you know, to get him in and stuff. But it's just, it's just conversations, man. I think too many people are so closed minded to strangers, you know, and to an extent, you got to be careful. Like, yeah. Don't let your kid go talk to strangers, but <laughs> you can, you can. As a, as a adult. Yeah. And it's not like I'm just ranting, walking up to random people and be like, Hey, what's your name? How are you doing? Yeah. Like, you have any pounds to lose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have any pounds to lose? <laughs> there's, there's situations that you run like into. Like door to door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, like, I just think, uh, I think people are very, very shy and you should, you like networking is a powerful thing. Yeah. I was talking to, uh, rose on the team about this today i was like it doesn't matter if you're young or old the old school mentality of like they call it like uh, door-to-door business but it's not even door-to-door word, you're not walking word of mouth exactly word of mouth or somebody you know you know like me introducing myself to somebody because i know somebody they know or them getting recommended us because of somebody or them seeing in my case posting in my neighborhood facebook group and now we have a common association we live in the same neighborhood and then all of a sudden it's like the neighborhood understands what we do and how we can benefit them and it's like this whole thing but there's something about like that's my neighbor or that's person in my town or that person i I know them through so and so like i trust that it's like this weird thing social media can't do that for you you know um podcasts can do it better than social media because you listen to talk yep but um anyway Sean, thank you, man. Thank you for that rant. So do you find it difficult to switch your mindset for lifting to power lifting? Um, right now I don't, simply because I would consider myself a veteran in this game, you know, of training. Like I've been training for so long, it's not difficult anymore. I think for some people it actually that might actually make it harder, I guess, because you're so ingrained in how you do things normally. Um 
But the way I look at it is there's there's a few things here. Like number one, I I really value the educational side of of new training endeavors. So there was like a short period of time, and I intentionally did it for a short period of time. I wasn't planning for long term that I did CrossFit, and I went all in on it. Like I was there every day. I drove to the fucking gym. I had a garage gym. I didn't have to go there. Like I, but I went there every day to train in that gym because. I wanted to engulf myself in the experience and I learned a lot from that. And so like, to me, like I love that process. So it's easy for me at first. Now ask me this question in six months. If I'm not loving powerlifting, it will be difficult for me to stick with it. So my goal of, of competing, you know, once I get on the platform and I do the thing, that might be it. Yeah. But if I love it during the process, i trust me, I'm going to keep going. Um, the other thing is that I think that it, it aligns with my goals really well right now. Not only because the idea of getting really strong is, cool. I like that. Um, I'm a competitive person. I like that. But also too, I, I don't have a goal of like getting jacked right now. Like I, I, I want to be lean cause I like looking lean. I like feeling good about myself and be healthy, but I don't have this like burning desire to get huge where in the past I've had this desire. I was like, I want to keep growing and getting bigger, but maintaining what I already have is so easy. Powerlifting will do that plenty in fact i'll probably build muscle in certain areas because there's certain areas where like i'm doing more volume for chest than i've done in i don't know how long but because i'm going to compete in the bench press i'm doing a lot of pressing you know so i'm probably going to my chest probably going to grow um but nonetheless like it's very specific to my goals um and yeah i just i don't know i don't i don't have like a, a problem with it because as long as like i even told brandon this and it sounds funny brandon's name of my coach who is uh actually coming on the podcast i think i got him confirmed for two fridays from now or something um first of the year or maybe it's next i don't know mm. i got brandon roberts on one friday and then brandon sent on one friday but so you guys will get introduced to him he's fucking extremely smart but uh i told him at the beginning i'm like man i'm I have the goal. You tell me to do anything. I will follow it to a T. I don't have like any special needs. Cause as a coach, you know, he did the right thing is like, is there anything like you, you really love that you, you don't want to remove. Right. So we can fit those in so that you're still enjoying the process. And I literally was like, dude, there's star. There's yeah. No <laughs> shit. Well, he's not doing my diet. It's just strictly training. So, uh, but that would be on there. But I just said, I was like, man, if I can get an arm pump, do some curls once a week, I'm a happy man. Do whatever the fuck you want. I will follow it to a T. I don't care. Um, even for my update this week, like I, I literally was, it's a very casual update for the training. And I was like, everything went great. The only issue I've had is that reverse band row. Um, but it is what it is. So if you have a sub, let me know. Or if you want to tell me to shut the fuck up and just do the work because this is the best one for it, I will gladly accept that <laughs> advice. <laughs> like it's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, like I just like doing girls. Totally. Yeah, so he was like, all right, we'll do them on this day because then it won't fuck up any of your other lifts. You're good. Do whatever you want. Right. So, yeah, it's not hard for me to shift my mindset, but I will say it's because I have a goal. If you don't have, a, like, a really serious goal and an intention behind it and understanding of how this new uh, path is going to get you there, then it, it would be a struggle because if I was just following orders blindly or not really understanding the goal at hand, and even the bigger picture, too, like, I don't – it's not a superficial goal of like, I just want to be the strongest in Washington and break state record. I would love to break a state record, but really the intention is when I'm 50 or 60, I want to be able to say like, I did a Spartan race. I did a bodybuilding show, did a powerlifting show, whatever else is on the list of, of what I deem as like 
cool, functional, fitness, health-oriented stuff, like I want to be able to check those boxes and, and say I did those things and try to reach my potential in those areas. Um, same thing with business, you know? So, Have you done a Spartan race? Uh, I haven't done a Spartan race. I've done one similar to it. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to Spartan race. Yeah. I think technically the one I – so it depends because Spartan race is technically like a – Spartan is a brand. Yeah. But there's like five categories of races within that. The one I did – there was only one category. Was it a mud run? It was a it was a mud run of some sort. Mm. Um, sometimes Spartan races are mud runs too. It just depends on the weather, I guess. But I don't think it was called a mud run. Maybe it was. Either it was way. years ago. It wasn't hard enough. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like I'll I'll do something like that again where it's like more difficult. Yeah, and pushes me. But yeah, I just want to check off boxes. And so because I have that goal and that bigger picture, and I mean to be honest, there's even like a, a layer of the TCM brand involvement in it. You know, like in my mind, if if I can step up to the plate, commit to this, show the work I do to get there, step on the platform, do the damn thing, whether I win or lose, I show all the people that we coach, all the people on my team, that I'm willing to go that distance and do the work and, and do what I say I do about setting new goals and challenges to push yourself and grow as a person. Like that's what Tailored Life Apparel, that's what Tailored Coaching Method, that's what Tailored Life Podcast, that's what it's all about, right? So that in the back of my mind is like that accountability I to agree. do it, you know? Yeah. So That's dope. Oh, good one, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, we move on to Jackie Vassy. Uh, says, hi, I'm a mom. Jackie Vassy. Vassy. Wow. Uh, she Kinda says, rhymes. I am a mom of a 14-month-old, uh, busy physical therapist and business owner. Well done. Getting back in shape. I'm 5'7", 140, uh, pre-child, felt great at 135. Just minimal Extra around belly, overall feeling good. I would just uh, would love to slightly less body fat and more muscle. I can o I can only get to the gym one one to three times a week, depending on work life. What what should I focus on? Diet is main priority, but I'd love some guidance for workouts to improve body composition. She said, "I can only get to the gym one to three times a week." Ooh. Um, I mean. Okay, so this one's hard because I'm going to give you two answers, Jackie. <clears throat> one, you're not going to like. You're going to say that. One, and it's just me being real, and yeah, one is going to be helpful. <clears throat> and the one that you're not going to like isn't really an answer. I guess it's just a piece of advice. Is that sometimes you got to do shit you don't want to do or sacrifice in places you want don't want to sacrifice in order to get to the place that you ultimately want to go. And know that those sacrifices are only temporary. And they're truly not sacrifices unless you look at them as sacrifices. Sacrifices are only sacrifices if you look at them that way. They are investments if you look at them that way. So it's a perspective shift. If you have a goal and it requires work, it requires going to gym more, it requires taking things out of your life, be that hobbies or time spent doing XYZ or Netflix or spending money on shit that you don't need, those sacrifices are really just deposits to invest into the thing that you want more than anything, which is your body, is your health, is your confidence, is your energy. So I'm going to give you that tough love out the gate because I think that anytime somebody says one to three, it tells me you probably could do two to four realistically. It's just that there's certain things that override the need for that. So you got to want it. And look, you can maintain the body on one to three times a week. But accomplishing the body might take more. Granted, fat loss is going to be more focused on like general step count and, and nutrition. 
But nonetheless, if we're talking about building muscle and shape and all that kind of stuff, I think you just got to, sometimes you got to commit to doing some of those things. There's that quote that I, I've posted before, and it's, uh, and I stole it from Gary J. White from Wake Up Warrior, but he said, you either need to raise, uh, standards. raise your standards or, or lower, lower your commitments. Your, ex- your expectations. Or com- commitments. Okay. So commitments has something to do with yeah. it. It's uh, raise your commitment or lower your standards. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Because basically, if your standards are set super, super high and you're not committed to doing it, then obviously you're not going to accomplish that. So we either level up our commitments or we lower our standards. Okay. Nobody wants to lower their standards, right? So, um, and I, and I, and that was kind of like one of the videos I shot in, in there before bringing the camera back was like, basically people, they're constantly trying to find a way around tracking macros or calories. It's very funny. And if there's just like one thing we know about fat loss, it's that you need to be calorie deficit. It's, it's constantly proven and it's never been debunked yet. So many people are trying to find different ways to go about it because it seems tedious or meticulous or whatever it may be. To me, that's just them having this like excuse of not wanting to do the work because it is work, right? But intuitive eating got you where you are now. Intentional eating will get you to where you want to be. And intentional eating is meticulously tracking your diet. And that sounds bad because that doesn't sound flexible, but you can be meticulous with the numbers and be flexible with the food choices. That's how it works. And it's temporary because the whole GPS analogy, right? Like if you've never been to said place, do you just intuitively find your way there? No. No. Like, find an exact route. Yeah. And even if you did do it intuitively, it would take you so fucking long to get there. So let's say it is possible because you've been there once, but somebody else drove and it was 10 years ago. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Quite the analogy. Yeah, man. you're going to be. Have fun. Yeah. It'll take a while. Yeah. Or you could just fucking plug in the address to your GPS and you'll get right there very quickly and you'll learn the route. And now you could go back next week and you would probably be able to do it intuitively. Yeah. But until you get to that place by following the directions using your GPS and your roadmap, like, you're going to be struggling. So, anyway, the whole point of that rant is that we have to look at sacrifices as investments. We have to raise our, our level of commitment so that we can meet the expectations and the standards that we have for ourselves in this temporary time. Your body goal might take 12 weeks to accomplish. So whatever it takes to get there for 12 weeks, guess what? That's just 12 fucking weeks, right? That's a, a very small percentage of your life, realistically. I, I did, a, a, I'm going to like spoil this one too, because it's a good, it's a good analogy. Like I talked about like holiday dieting and stuff like that. And one of the things I said is if you, if you took the whole week off for Christmas, that's 1.9% of the entire year. So let's round up to 2%. Yeah. And that means 98% of the year is on point, right? You're going to be fine, yep. you know? If. Yeah. Yeah. If. But. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So give yourself some grace. But nonetheless, uh, I would say diet and diet and steps are going to be the biggest thing. So try to do whatever you can do. Um, I know like uh, I was talking to Trevor this morning on the team and he has a uh, like a walking treadmill under his desk. So during check-ins and stuff like that, that's what he uses because <laughs> it's cold as fuck in St. Louis right now. Just like it's cold as fuck here. Dude, my step count went from 11,000 easy to like five or 6,000. And I'm like struggling to try to get 11,000. That's why I bought like a face cover and all this yeah. stuff because it's cold. It's yeah. 26 degrees this morning. Good for you, Trevor. Yeah. I mean, that solved his problem. We least you have like a desk way up here. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you could do it too. You're, we got you the. I guess. Yeah. I have a treadmill under there. 
It's it's a oh yeah it's a it's called a walking pad. Oh, it's like this long. It's it's small and it doesn't go like a bunch of different degrees and yeah. temp and uh, speeds and shit like that. It's very simple. Cool. But it's designed to just walk right under your desk. Oh. Um, but point being is like you made an investment, solve the issue. Yep. You know, so like getting your steps up is going to be huge. So if you are um, busy and you're working or whatever. If you can do something like that, that's great. If you can just increase your steps by setting an alarm that goes off every two hours and you go for a 10 minute walk, it's an easy way to do it. But like figure out something for there, obviously follow a diet to be in a calorie deficit. And then I would really, really just advise trying your hardest to get three days a week in the gym. If you want to see significant changes in your body, it truly does take more training um, than you would expect, especially if you're not new to this. If you've never trained in your life, then of course training once a week is perfect. And then you can build up to two and then three and then four or whatever. But if you're trying to make the change now, start with the higher end, make some sacrifices, aka investments, in order to get there. And then once you accomplish your goal, you can lower that to a maintenance level of volume in the gym, which is much lower. It's like half or less of what's required to get to the goal. As far as the actual training plan, let's just go on the high side and say three for what you gave me. Obviously, if it was four, I'd say upper upper lower split. If it's a, a three-day, I usually go with a full body or an upper lower full. Lately, I have been liking an upper body, lower body, full body split. I think it's a really good way to specialize in body parts. So if somebody just has strength goals, full body without a doubt, because you can increase the frequency of specific movement patterns, which is going to be better for strength. But if somebody has a very specific body composition goal and they're like, I want to lose fat, build muscle, but I really want to like accentuate these areas, like my glutes or my abs or my shoulders or whatever, it just allows us to have like more bodybuilding-esque style because we have that upper lower day. And then the full body day, you can add in more volume for that body part. Um, and the reason I say that too is because if you do full body and you're hitting the the body part three times a week, that's fine. You can do that, but you can only do so much volume in each session because there's going to be muscle damage and recovery needs. So if you do it upper, lower, full, or if you want to specialize in lower, lower, upper, full, you have more days between and you can like really hammer volume on the one day and then sprinkle in some on the third day. Um, so I would do that. I mean, that would be, she's basically just asking training advice, right? Totally. Yeah. Upper, lower, full, uh, <coughs> focusing mainly on specializing in a few body parts and just doing like the mandatory stuff, your posterior chain, and then pick a couple body parts you really want to focus on and sprinkle that volume throughout the week to make sure you're getting enough of it. Um, and just push the intensity. You're only training three days a week and you're not gonna have a ton of volume. Therefore, you can really go hard and push towards failure safely with still having optimized recovery because you're not doing a ton of training volume. So go hard. Yeah, I love it. Cool. All right. We will move on to Tyler Craft. Uh, it says, trying to set my calories for a bulk. Was in a cut around 2,500 calories and I have reversed to around 2,900 calories. I weigh around 207 and have been eating 200 grams, two, sorry, 215 grams of protein, 310 grams of carbs, and 90 grams of fat. If I want to increase for a bulk, would you recommend just upping my carbs or should I also add in more fat? Okay. <clears throat> his, his weight is at where? Uh, 207. Did he say his height or no? Age, anything? Negative. Okay. So 207 and he's eating? 215, 215 310, 90. Okay. Um, I'll tell you exactly what I would do. Let me get the calculator out. 207. So I would lower your fat and increase your carbs first. Um, 
207 times 0.482. And then he asks, why? I'm so <laughs> so here's what I would do. Because the, the only – he didn't he didn't say anything about staying lean or anything like that. Right? He's just trying to build muscle. Like, I just want to increase for a bulk. Yeah. So it depends on how you want to look at this because it's hard for me to say exactly because I have two different types of people that come to me in this situation. I have the person that's like, hey – this is my intake. This is my training. I'm not really increasing muscle mass very much. So I know I need to do something, but I really don't feel like getting fat. Like I feel like I'm eating a lot of food or I don't want to get fat. I'm struggling to eat any more calories. Like what do I do here? So because one, they're already struggling to get the amount of food they're getting in or, and, or they don't want to get fat. Okay. They don't want to bulk bulk. They want to like lean gain or whatever it may be. I will start playing with like the little <laughs> minute things that, don't always work, but could potentially increase muscle tissue without us like really pushing into a surplus, right? Those would be nutrient timing, supplementation, and macro ratios. So I never use ratios as in like 40% of this and that, but in this situation, I would keep your calories where they're at. Um, I might increase your protein a little bit. Um, I know this is like anti-evidence-based technically, but I also know some researchers who are bodybuilders who abide by these exact same rules. And it's funny because we all kind of say the same thing. We're like, well, I know what research says, but I would probably go up a little bit. So like 1.1 grams. So like literally add like 10, 20 grams protein, you know, go 225, 230, um, nothing crazy, but increase your protein just a little bit. And then take at least 10, if not 20 grams of fat and convert that to carbs. So if it's 10, that's 90 calories, 90 divided by four is, uh, what would that be? 80 divided by four is going to be 20. So like 23, 24. So just say 25, just to make it easy math, 25 grams of carbs for that 10 grams of fat, right? If you do 20 grams of fat and this will depend on adherence, you need at least 60 grams of fat at your weight to just be healthy. In my opinion, granted, you could get away with less because you're in a surplus. So if you're in a surplus, we don't have to worry about those hormonal changes nearly as much when you're in a deficit. It's a completely different game. You have to be more cautious of your fat intake, Surplus, you don't have to, but it's extremely difficult to have a flexible and easily adherent diet with your fat super low and your calories super high. It's like you basically are eating just rice and chicken. Like, it's just boring. So I would put 60 on the low end, uh, 80 on the high end. So let's say you go to 70. That's 20 grams of fat you could reduce, giving yourself 50 to 60 grams of carbs. That alone is going to give you more fuel for training. It is going to give you more muscle glycogen. It's going to cause you to have a better pump. You're not going to go into a surplus, but more of your macros are going to be uh, beneficial for muscle growth, training, recovery, stress management, and you're not putting yourself into a compromised position, hormonally speaking, with your fat intake. And it's, it's one of those things, too, where if you look at any bodybuilder who is like literally does this for a living sport, what do they do? Yeah. Low fat, high carb. That's just what they do, and there's there's a reason for it. So I would probably do that. Then I would manipulate meal timing. Um, I don't know where your meal time is at, so typically I manipulate this. However, if your meal time is on point, I wouldn't do anything to it. There's only so much you can do there. Some people, like, I'm not going to say there's, like, these, like, special forms, this crazy stuff that's going to make a huge difference. However, the higher your intake is, the, the more – the more reasons you have to, to spread out your meals throughout the day, make sure you're optimizing muscle protein synthesis, digestion, absorption of carbs, getting the right type of nutrients in around your workout, sodium levels, stuff like that, just for better training and recovery. But that only really applies if somebody's like, if I'm like, how many meals per day do you eat? And they say, ah, oh, it changes every day. 
Like, okay, you don't have like a rhythm and a flow and a structure. So let's create that because your body will operate better, plain and simple. But if you're already regimented, dialed in, I won't even worry about that. And then same thing with supplements. You might already be taking all the supplements I'd recommend. If not, I would be like, okay, let's head over to plug intended firstform.com slash tailored coaching method and uh, get the creatine. Obviously creatine monohydrate is the most proven supplement for muscle growth, strength, so on and so forth. And for those that always ask me this, yes, you should still take it when you're losing fat. It's important. Um, I might use intra-workout. There's, there's two sides of this. One side, it's like, well, if you're in a super big surplus, do you really need more carbs during workout? Maybe not. You probably have plenty. But then the other side is actually there's research to support just better recovery, better training level. So you might actually be able to train a little bit harder. So there's not like this is going to cause more muscle growth. But if you train five with 5% heavier loads across each week after months, that's a lot of weight, yeah. you know, that you're, you're putting up in the gym. So I probably would recommend Intraformance, which is the carb and amino acid supplement. And then if you're not sleeping well, I'd recommend a sleep supplement. You know, otherwise, normal shit, greens, multi, like just cover fish your bases. Oil. Yeah, fish oil. Um, but like if you cover your bases for training, recovery, and sleep, that's going to help muscle growth the most from a supplement perspective. There's no other crazy supplements that help build a ton of muscle. Um, and then I would say, let's wait. Now let's see how the next few weeks go. If your weight starts climbing up, or maybe you don't start climbing up weight, but you just look fuller, you look leaner, you look more muscular, we're probably on the right track. Let's wait a few more weeks and wait till your weight starts climbing up slowly. Because in those scenarios, we only want you to be gaining a quarter pound a, a week, maybe. Like I know it sounds like nothing, but that's a pound a month, yeah. and that is a good amount of muscle. Even if you gain a half pound a month as an advanced lifter, that's not bad at all. Now, if you're too impatient for that, and you're like, fuck this, I just want to grow... I would do the exact same thing, except I wouldn't take fats away. I'd say, all right, add calories, add carbs. You don't need to add more fat, but add more carbs. And I would probably do that by at least five, if not 10% of calories. So take five to 10% of your total caloric intake and then divide that by four. That's how many carbs you need to add. So five to 10% increase to your calories via carbohydrates. I probably would have some kind of intra-workout carb because it's just easier to get those calories in that way on top of your food. Mm. Um, it's just a safer way to just make sure you get your calories. But in general, I always go the first route first because I think a lot of times if people are eating, like he asks, like, or should I add fat? Yeah. You could, but it's not going to do anything for your muscle. You know, like... Uh, kind of like when you have it enough, you have enough. Exactly, yeah. Especially in a surplus. Like, there is reason. So, like, I would say body weight times 0.3 is on the lower end of what I feel comfortable with in his case. But... You could go lower technically. I think actually it's like 0.25 technically, but 0.3 is just a safer bet. But if you were in a deficit, I would probably go like 0.35 or 0.4 because you just need a little bit more when you're in a deficit because you're more likely to be hormonally compromised. But a good analogy of this is uh, Martin McDonald has this on, I don't know if it's his YouTube or his Instagram. Um, we've had him on the podcast. Uh, all my coaches are certified by m and really, really good. Um uh, certification it's the number one i recommend and i'm not affiliated with them at all but he has this now where he has a cup of water and then he puts sand in it and the sand is the protein and it just sinks right to the floor right then he puts uh the water i think so sand first and then water water is carbs and then he pours oil in it oil is fat obviously and i think he actually might go sand oil then carbs right so like he fills up the glass right and then as you would expect you see them separate because that's what happens. Sand sinks to the bottom, then water, and then oil rises to the top and kind of floats on top of the water, right? And then he takes oil and he pours it into the glass to overfill because he's saying we're going into a surplus. 
So if you pour that, the oil is what comes out first, right? Now, this is like a take it with a grain of salt style analogy, but the point is, is it's easier to store fat as fat than it is carbs. You're going to go into a surplus, even if you go into a surplus with carbs, like let's say you pour water into that cup, the oil still is, is going to be the thing that spills out first. Because that's the first thing your body grabs to source fat. Mm-hmm. Carbs are going to be used for energy, for fuel, for brain, like all those kind of things, right? Um, again, you got to take it with a grain of salt because that's, I don't want people to hear that and imply, I think I'm implying you can't store carbs as fat. Yeah. It's not true. You absolutely can. You go into surplus, you can store anything as fat. Some would argue you can store protein, which hasn't been proven yet, but we don't really have a reason why we can't believe it, but it's just, I don't know. Anyway, because of that, when you're going to surplus, it's just a safer bet. Bring fats down, crank carbs up, train your ass off, get some good sleep. Totally. And you use those first form. Yep. What, what's the sleep one called? Uh, it depends. There's a couple. Uh, there's Master Brain PM, and then there's Night T. Night T. So Night T is technically a testosterone booster, mm-hmm. So, um, but I've had women take it too. The reason I've had women take it too is because if you look at what is in it, and this is, this is the truth about testosterone boosters in general, if it's legal and you can get it on a shelf, it's not going to do that much to your testosterone unless you're deficient in those things. So if we look at the ingredients like zinc, magnesium, um, I think there's GABA in night tea. Uh, there's obviously melatonin. That's what helps you fall asleep initially. Some of these nutrients, um, even like forscolin is another one that people talk about. Fenugreek is another one. These are all like herbs and different things. They can improve your testosterone levels if you're deficient in testosterone. If you are deficient in magnesium or zinc or vitamin D, that can deplete your testosterone levels. But let's say I go in, I'm like, I want to increase my testosterone levels, but I got, my body is not deficient in zinc, magnesium, D. Nothing's going to happen. It's just going to make sure I'm still good with vitamin D and stuff. So if a female takes it, the magnesium is still going to help them recover. The zinc is still good for you as long as you're not taking too much zinc. The GABA is is something for your neurotransmitters. It's going to help you calm down at night and reduce cortisol and stress management. Melatonin is going to help you fall asleep. So like... Is it a testosterone booster? Technically, if you're deficient in those things, it might help both. But also, too, you got to think about it like this. If I take this supplement and I sleep better and I reduce cortisol levels and stress, my testosterone goes up as a man. Totally. So it's also like that. And then Master Brain PM is very similar. There's also some neurotransmitters and stuff like that. But um, not just saying this, by far the best sleep products that any supplement company has. Because most, actually, I don't even really know of that many who actually, like, do sleep products most of the time it's just like melatonin yeah melatonin helps you fall asleep but it doesn't keep you asleep and it doesn't manage stress it just knocks you out right so that's helpful but what are we doing to manage cortisol levels stress levels mood things like that and and stay asleep and recover that's where these ones are way way more helpful love it so firstform.com slash daily coaching method for that Um, any other announcements for sponsors giantlifting.com if you need your fitness equipment needs TCM 10 gets you 10% off everything on the website. Um, I'm sure they're doing something for Christmas. They usually do holiday specials, and usually you can get a killing, and you can add that 10% on top of that. So highly recommend their stuff. Um, their equipment is great. We've been banging around constantly, and it's just staying very solid. And then last but not least, of course, TLA, Tailored Life Apparel. If you love this podcast, if you like the message that this podcast delivers, if you uh, like the message I was talking about earlier and just tailored being all about personal development and growth, 
Tailored Life Apparel is is an extension of that. It is a representation of those trying to accomplish more in life, be action takers, uh, kind of carve their own path and do their own thing. And we have so much more in store for that company. So um, head over to tailoredlifeapparel.co and follow us on Instagram at tailoredlifeapparel. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.